believe, I believe that we're live on Facebook. There are all of the indications are telling me that we're live on Facebook. So I'm even echoing. So that's that's a good sign. When I can hear myself talking, um, we know that we're live. So again, a little different uh, tonight with our builders' problem solved, folks. Um, the last ooh, quite a few months, in fact. Lee says, yes, you are live. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I've been answering lots and lots and lots of questions. And uh, in Builders Business Black Belt, for all our members this month, uh, April is profit first month, so we're doing a whole bunch of training and skill sessions, and it's a massive focus on profit first. So I thought, well, we might as well bring everybody else into this um, shindig as well. Uh, and so for the month of April, all of the Builders Problem Solved episodes uh, are going to be focused on profit first. Pretty important topic. Um, I, the, what I've seen with our members who have implemented this, it has changed uh, lives. It has definitely changed businesses. Uh, and I've experienced it myself. In fact, how I came across it was maybe four or so years ago, uh, maybe five, I was doing another bod uh, podcast called Small Business Smart Solutions. I've still got a mic flag left over there uh, from that show. And I interviewed a guy by the name of Mike Michalowicz about a book called The Pumpkin Plan. And he was a really funny guy. We got on really well. And he sent me an email some months later and said, I've got a new book coming out. It's called Profit First. Uh, can we do an interview on that? And I said, for sure. Uh, and I got a copy of the book and I read it and it blew my mind. And uh, I interviewed Mike about it and we implemented it and it was an absolute game changer. I'd been doing it one way, the, the what, what's called the generally accepted accounting practices for 18 or so years and just constantly struggling. I don't know whether you can relate to that, but just constantly, you know, it'd start to feel good and then it'd all turn to custard again. Um, but since being on the Profit First program or, or process, using that process, it's been massively different. So I want to share that with everyone. And tonight we've got a special guest. In fact, it's our Builders Business Black Belt Profit First professional. His name's Angus Morrison, um, and uh, he's been kind enough to join us tonight. And tonight we're going to talk about the philosophy uh, and why you should even bother looking at uh, Profit First and putting it in your business. Um, and we're going to do the best job that we can to convince you to do this, because it's not necessarily easy i think it's simple but it's not necessarily easy and one of the reasons for that is my belief it is it's an emotional system you know it changes how you feel about things which means that it changes how you make decisions about your money and that's what makes the big difference so welcome to the show from the bedroom angus morrison how you going yeah, yeah, good to be here. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> the, the, the question, 
that is in my mind is that you've been an accountant for a lot of years and then this dude who isn't an accountant, Mike Michalowicz, writes a book, puts a program together and you decide, I want to learn that, I want to implement it in my accounting practice and I want to help other people with it. Why on earth would you do that? Um, well, that's made a lot of sense to me. Um, both personally, um, profit first just provided a bit more structure around a bit of a bastardised version that I was doing myself. Um, so, you know, the, the concepts of, you know, putting money aside for tax and so on, they're pretty common. Um, but I like the way that um, Mike put it all together. Um, he's focused on profit. So, yeah, it, it was really closely aligned with what I was doing and my own philosophies. So, yeah, so I just jumped on board. Yeah. Um, talking about profit, I mean, the, the thing's called profit first. So let's, let's talk about that. Um, I've had the account, same accountant for many, many, many moons and we would unpack the year traditionally. I think most people would do that. They unpack the year traditionally and he says, you've made X amount of tens of thousands of dollars worth of profit. And I go, you'll be guilty. And you hold out your hand and never once has he dropped a roll yeah. of hundreds in it. You know, it's like, <laughs> here it is. It's it, it's like I don't feel any wealthier. Uh, yeah. I can't find it anywhere. Where do I go looking for it to spend it? So what's the difference between profit on a profit and loss sheet that the accountant talks to you about and profit in profit first? Yeah, well, the big difference, obviously, with profit first is that you're going to have the money there. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the, the the main difference and the only difference you really need, need to worry about is that that's, yeah, a, yeah, you'll, you'll that's a fairly compelling reason to get into this, isn't it? It's like you can either have profit that's written on a sheet of paper and you can't do anything with it, or you can have profit that you can take to the travel agent and say, take me somewhere. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much. Yeah, you'll understand it more so. Yeah, and and as I said, you know, I think it's an emotional thing because I, I don't know about anybody else, but I've never really been all that fired up looking at a profit and loss sheet. But when you look at, at the bank account and you see the profit going up and up and up um, and it's not earmarked for anything else, to me that's that's really exciting. So what's the, 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 the philosophical shift mentally that people oh, need to so, make? Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, philosophically, yeah. I'm sure I suppose from my perspective, it's more a behavioural shift about what you do when money comes in straight away. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I suppose the philosophy, well, part of it is that you want to be able to reward yourself for running a business. So you're not just going to take home a wage. Um, you're going to be rewarded for owning a business as if you were a shareholder in, in a business, you know, if you you get paid, you know, on the ASX six monthly dividends. Well, this is no different. You're going to pay yourself quarterly dividends. So, so that's a big one. Um, I suppose the second part of the philosophy is that it's looking at, at a low debt philosophy. So, if you're saving profit, you know, your business is going to be stronger if you can use that money to pay off debt. Um, and I suppose the third philosophy is that. Um, your, your behaviour will impact your, your profitability. So it's not just a matter of, of doing what you've always been doing. It's a matter of, of changing your behaviour around 
the way you manage your money and, and that will influence how profitable you are, which can seem counterintuitive, but you know, as you get into it, that's what you can find. Yeah. And, uh, like, I mean, I totally agree with you that you've got to change your behaviour. The reason that I am a big fan of the of the system and why I uh, jump up and down and get all excited about the philosophical or the mental and emotional side of it is, I guess, for 27 years, being a performance coach, um, what I have taught people is that uh, you... There's lots of people out there who want to change your behaviour. Like, how many people try to do that on New Year's Eve, you know? Yeah. I'm never going to drink again, <laughs> you know? that sort of thing. I'm going to save money. I'm going to lose weight, you know, and it just doesn't last because people are trying to change a behaviour. But what we used to teach many, many moons ago, um, back back when people used to watch VHS and and listen to audio cassettes <laughs> that's how long ago it was we used to teach people that your input determines your output and and what that means is what you put into your brain influences your thought processes which then changes your behavior and the change of behavior gets you a different outcome and and with profit first i think the way that you present your financial situation to yourself versus a profit and loss uh, sheet changes how you're inputting the information. It definitely changes your emotional response to it, which I just found by following the profit first, my behavior changed effortlessly because my mindset shifted and my emotions shifted. And my accountant had been saying, you got to change your behavior for 18 years. He was telling me that you've got to change your behavior. And old Mickey didn't change his behavior. But the instant he got on profit first, man, what, he still doesn't believe it four year, five years later. He's waiting for yeah. me to fall over. Yeah, I think that that's why it works so well because it is simple and, and, and it's effective. Now, it is very easy to implement, um, and you know, it's I, I, once you get started, you probably think, you know, well, like you, Mick, you might think, you know, why didn't I do this before? Because it isn't hard; it's just a habit. And um, going back to what you said about the profit and loss statement, um, I mean, what I find is that a lot of business owners don't bother ever reading it or, or looking at it and then they're not engaged with their financial statements at all and so in my mind that's a bit of a failure of the accounting profession that they can't produce something that's sort of meaningful and useful um, and I think that profit first does because it is so simple and you know you see the funds in your bank account and the tax is all taken care of and and it's it works works really well yeah. um, and it's not a revelation, really, because, like, I remember, I don't know, back a long time ago in the early 90s, I read a book called The Richest Man in Babylon, and it basically talks about 10% of everything that you earn is should be yours to keep, and you, and its, it's only purpose is to have children. Um, but the same philosophical roadblock uh I found talking to people about that we still get with with profit first today, and because one of the things you've got to do with profit first, the, the, thus the title, you take your profit first, and then you've got to run your business with what's left. Whereas everyone else does it the other way around; they run their business, and if they're lucky, there's some profit left over. 
How yep. often do you get someone saying to you, mate, this system sounds fantastic and once I start making some profit, I'll then implement the program? Yeah, there's always, you know, something that, that might be hold, holding someone back from starting it. Um, so yeah, it does happen a lot. Um, but it's like you said, you've just got to bite the board and start doing it in a way and it is fairly simple. Um, you, you still need a profitable business like when i say you need a profitable business if you're if you're not charging enough for your products or so on you will struggle but if you can't put aside even one percent of your sales then you know it's a wake-up call for what you're selling or you know or how much you're spending so there, there should be the ability to always put aside you know one percent of your profit if you can't do that as i said you, you know need Get to a have job. A, yeah, well, yeah, that's right. That's it. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> that just does tend to be a, stum- a stumbling block is, is people think it's a great idea but they want to be in better shape before they start and, and their mindset is, I can't pay the bills now. How am I going to pay them if I take 1% and, and put it aside? Well, yeah, it makes no I, difference. I, yeah, I, the thing that I often see is um, – Anxiety around tax bills and GST and um, pay as you go and sweeper. So you know if a business is in a position where those things are outstanding or, or they're overdue, it's like, well, how do I start when I've got all this stuff that I have to manage? And I think in those circumstances, the key, well, a key is to start putting aside that tax straight away so that. You, you're on top of that tax, like from the day you start profit first, it should also be the day that all your tax liabilities will be taken care of. Yeah. And you can do that pretty quickly and simply. So with, in terms of your GST, when you pay as you go, and you're super. And if you're not super profitable and you're struggling to do this, then putting aside money for company tax or you know, personal tax insurance might not be that much of an issue. No. <laughs> um, so, you know, and if it is, then... <laughs> you should be able to, you know, put aside some profit. So it's a combination of getting your tax affairs in order straight away and as soon as you start putting aside some money for profit and then you know from that point that you're going to be right. You might have to catch up some tax mm. or some super or whatever, but it'll just be catching up what you've accrued to date and if you can go in with that mindset, then you're a fair chance. So something just dawned on me. I have had this thought before, but I just remembered it. Um, if if somebody was struggling and they implemented profit first, and they were obviously still struggling, to me that is like this big red flag that you're doing something very very wrong. So, in my mind, you just should implement profit first because it will it will bring to light the errors in your thinking and in your financial management and your financial philosophy, uh, it'll bring those things to light and then you can go do something about it because it would make sense that if, if uh, you're putting the, the tax aside, the, the PAYG, the GST, the super, um, and because that money isn't yours and never was, and it's just craziness that people spend it. They use it like it's their own money and will quote unquote borrow it. You know, let's call it what it is. It's stealing uh, and you should stop it. Um, but 
I, I know that you you work with a lot of our Builders Business Black Belt members, and the big majority of them, when you sort of dissect their 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 financials, many of them just simply weren't profitable. They thought they were, but they weren't. Yeah, so I mean, if you're in that situation, then obviously you know you've got to look at what's going on. I mean, in a lot of instances, it's around pricing, hmm. um, and a lot of instances of sort of low pricing. You know, it comes back to how the business perceives itself or how it quotes and all that sort of stuff, which is what you help the, the business owners with. But, you know, that's so important, obviously, to, to be filling a niche and, and charging a premium because that allows you to, you know, have high margins and then you can start working with your profit. Mm. I mean, to, to me, look, businesses never fail because they're making too much money. At least I haven't come across many. You know, We're making too much money. Let's pull the pin on this. It's crazy. Um, they generally fall over because of a financial reason. I mean, I know that sometimes it might be a health reason or what have you, but the majority yeah. of businesses go broke. Um, and if, if you would just implement the profit first system, Business failure through financial failure shouldn't be a surprise, you know. It's it, it never ceases to amaze me how many people, you know, they go broke and they're shocked. It's like, how did that happen? Yeah, yeah. I think implementing profit first would, well, it should definitely, hopefully, fix that problem for sure. I think it's it's a combination of, of managing your cash flow, you know, with your prompt first and then also, you know, like Mike's book, the pumpkin plan and focusing on your margins. If you get those two things together, then I think you've got the makings of a really good business and a really good financial, um, you know, be very profitable. Yeah. But without combining those two, you can implement profit first and you can still, well, you can make do and you can, make a, a wage and put aside a little bit of money for profit, but you're not necessarily going to go gangbusters. So definitely a combination of those two. Yeah. And, I mean, you can't expect to go gang, gangbusters if, if, you know, you just implement profit first and it, it shows up a whole bunch of deficiencies in your financial yeah. thinking and your financial yeah. model. And, it, and with builders, pricing is a major issue. Um, they are a strange bunch of people that uh, believe that everyone shops on price and they believe that in an environment where almost nobody shops on price, um, the, the human animal wants value uh, and we prove it over and over and over again with, with our qualification process, um, the, the thing that we teach our black belt members that uh, they can be the most expensive if they are even competing against another builder and still get the gig because people aren't making decisions based on price. They're making it based on value and, and everyone makes a decision based on price with the absence of value. So it's, it's you know, to me, implementing the profit first should just put the big shining bright white light on the problems that you've got in your business and at least then you can fix them. I think without profit first, people stay in la-la land and they artificially get themselves out of trouble by quote-unquote borrowing from the tax account and, and so forth. But um, I think 
what I'd like to hear about your experience with, with your your clients that implement Profit First, but I know that the, the first and most exciting feedback we get is when the first bass period comes around and the money is there to pay the bass and you've never heard a bunch of happier people when they can just pay the bass and and they don't go, holy crap, where are we going to get that from? Yeah, or well, hopefully when the bass has already been paid, you know, all the liability's been paid during the quarter. Yeah. So, you know, that's, you know, if you set it up properly, then that's what I think should happen. You know, it might well, be just talk a small about that Because, I mean, Mike, in, in the book, if you read the book, he kind of, he has a tax account. And traditionally, and that's what I used to do as well, we, we squirrel away the tax money and then pay it at bass, but you do it differently, which is a better way, I think. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Um, you know, when you're paying the wages, you've got to, you'll have a payroll report if you're using accounting software, which most everyone will. So, you know, the the, the weekly payroll or fortnightly payroll will show you how much pay as you go there is, so you just pay it when you pay the wages. And the same with superannuation. So, again, um, just pay it when you're paying the wages. And that, that way it's taken care of. And I suppose that goes back to the philosophy of um, profit first in terms of um, – you know, when Mike talks about you know Parkinson's law and you know, the, the propensity of everyone or for all of us to, to spend money that's sitting in our account, um, and it's just a, a natural inclination um, is to use up our, our resources and that, that's our funds. And so it's my philosophy with wages. I mean, it's very simple: is that you know you're incurring that full expense during the week or the fortnight when you're paying it. So. For a start, you should just get rid of the pay-as-you-go and the super because it's not your money. And secondly, if you can't afford it, if you don't have the funds, then to me it says, you know, unless you've got some form of cash flow plan, it says to me you can't really afford that employee. So, so if you do that and then if you also put aside the GST, you know, whenever you get a progress payment, you put aside, you know, 5%. Six, seven percent, whatever it is, because you obviously claim some GSL materials. Um, if you just pay that to the ATO whenever you get paid, if you get progress payments, or do it when you do the payroll, come bass time, it's all done. Mm. You shouldn't have a, a GST or pay as you go liability at the end of the quarter, other than a small adjustment. Yeah. So, the the thing about business, from from what I see, is that. You know, that most businesses' financial problems will be shown up by what the, they owe the ATO. The, the, owing the ATO is not the, the root cause of their financial problems, but that's where it, it will show. Yeah. And if you take care of that every week, then your risk of going out of business diminishes massively. Yeah, I mean, it happens a lot. And just to, to, to perhaps clarify for people who aren't quite clear on just the workings of, of Profit First, fundamentally what we're doing is taking the tax, the super, the GST away from the builder's expense account. Yep. Um, and we're also taking the profit away from that expense account. So the expense account, ends up having a lot less money in it. And this is this Parkinson's law that you're talking about, I think. Yeah, if, if you're yeah. peering into the expense account bucket and there's yeah. a, and there's more money in there, like it gives us confidence. And I, I think 
I'm not sure whether it was you. It was it was kind of like um, Dutch courage. Like when when you've had a, a few drinks, you, you're a lot more confident <laughs> about your karaoke ability <laughs> than when than when you're sober. And it's the same thing with the bank account. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm not sure about the karaoke now. Are you anyway. Um, <laughs> Haven't you ever been and seen people? Oh, they're very, very confident when they've had a few. Yeah, they're no, yeah. They're no better. They're just yeah. confident. <laughs> Put it away. Yeah. yeah. But the, yeah, the builder's expense account, if you're peering in there, and it is a little bit like that Dutch courage, even though, and this is the crazy thing, isn't it, that even though, when you're peering into the bank account and you think, gee, we really need to, that extra ute and we need, you know, can we afford the lease yeah. and all of that sort of thing, and you're peering into that bucket, that that expense account, and it's artificially inflated because your profit's in there and it shouldn't be, the GST is in there and it shouldn't be, the PAYG is in there and it shouldn't be, the super is in there and it shouldn't be, yeah. and even though you know that, you look at the total figure and you go, well, we do need that ute. <laughs> you know, and you sign up for more debt and then you, and then all of a sudden they go into shock when the bass comes around and we haven't got the money to pay it. It's like, yeah. come on, you know. Yeah. The other thing I find about, well, just personally, is the longer I leave the money in my account, the more I resent paying it to the ATO. <laughs> So, um, you know, if I get rid of it very regularly and frequently, I just – I don't miss it as much. Yeah. But, um, you know, just in terms of my iterations of playing around with profit first, you know, if I, if suddenly it goes on for, you know, a couple of weeks or, you know, two or three weeks when I just haven't been bothered to pay it, it, it just hurts yeah. to pay that tax. Yeah. It, it hurts a lot more than if it's coming out at least once a week. Yeah. So I love that that sort of stuff because – Again, my big passion about this is I really believe it's a mental and emotional program, not a logical program. You know, we've, we've, we've tried logic for years and years yeah. and years and years. doesn't work. We need, and I think Mike puts this across really well in the book, that by using this system, it influences your decision so your natural Emotional decision is actually the right and and responsible decision financially, and yeah. I love the way you've you've gone you've said that that it hurts if I hold on to it and and so it's easier and and less painful if I get rid of it each week. So do that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the other thing about profit first is that what I find is with a lot of business owners because they haven't been trained as accountants, then they naturally have no inclination to read a balance sheet or a profit loss statement and that's completely understandable. I mean, why would anyone want to do that? Um, other than, you know, there are obviously some people who will, but the majority of business owners I find, they, they don't look at their financial statements. So that creates problems in terms of a lack of engagement with your finances. So I think what a business owners think, well, I don't understand you know, what's all this stuff on the balance sheet, all this terminology, I don't get it, I'm not going to deal with it. And the risk you then have is that you don't end up having any sort of system to deal with your finances. And I think if you have something like profit first, which is essentially just, you know, putting money aside, you know, paying yourself, paying your profit first and taking care of your tax, firstly, it gives you a system so you can start feeling a bit more confident about how you're managing your money. And it also gives you 
something that you can then judge your business on. Mm. So rather than think, you know, I've got this balance sheet, I've got this profit loss statement, am I going well, am I going badly, I don't know. You've actually you've got a system which says, right, here's the money in the bank. Oh, you know, I'm aiming for this profit by this point of time. Have I reached it? And then you can work with your accountant and get some tax forecasts to know, you know, well, am I going to be okay? Will I have enough money to pay the tax and so on? But it does give you a system that you can use and, and have confidence in. And um, and you can start feeling like you're in control of the finances rather than thinking, you know, what's all this about? And, oh, I'll just go to my account at the year end and, and hope for the best. It, it's, it really changes that that whole thinking about how well you're managing your finances. Yeah. Um, and I think that the point that you've made is, is incredibly important, and that is, and there are two camps, so there'd be two different types of people listening to us about this, and, and there's one sort of person that you've just mentioned, they don't really understand the profit and loss, so it's not very motivational, but by just being able to look into bank accounts it's very easy to see the health and well-being of the business. It's much easier than looking at a balance sheet and a profit and loss and trying to figure it out. So that, that, that's one type of person that can really benefit from this. The other type of person, and we've got some of these guys in, in Black Belt and you've met them, they are very competent with spreadsheets and profit and loss and balance sheets and they totally understand it. Um, there's one band that you would know by the name of Dean, who I'm thinking yeah. about, you know, very competent. But he posted just the other day and said, you know, this is going great, never been better, all of that sort of stuff since applying the profit first. So I want the people who think that they understand the generally accepted accounting practices, such as profit and loss, balance sheet, all of that sort of stuff, I want them to open up to the possibility that things could change for them significantly as well because there's a big difference between understanding and going right back to what you said at the start and changing your behaviour. There's a big difference. You can understand and still perform the same behaviour and, and when you do that, nothing changes. You know, And our man Dean... He's been on overseas trips and bought motorbikes and a shack and all of that sort of stuff in the last few years since, you know, and he's been in business a long time. And he, he, he was, I thought he was very impressive as far as understanding money and managing and all of that sort of stuff. He implements profit first and it changes everything massively, you know. So I, I can only encourage people to do that. So um, we have come to the end of our our. our discussion i told you this thing just disappears in a heartbeat i haven't mentioned anybody tonight so but lee's here wayne is here scott cara julie viv adam anyone else a bunch of others but they're not making comments so i don't know who they are but what i'd like for you folks to do because april is profit first month whether you're new to profit first or whether you're an experienced profit first implementer uh, and have experienced the the value in it. What I would ask you to do is share this video and encourage as many other um, builders or or owners of trades based businesses to jump onto the the builders problem solved. Even this replay, so you can share this as a replay when we're done, and start asking questions because Angus is is 
has been so generous uh, and has agreed to to chat with us for basically the month of April. And we want to answer all your questions, whether you're brand new or whether you've been doing this for a while, uh, because these obviously are recorded and, and they go into the, the Black Belt page uh, so we can get people to go back and watch the replays. And, and we just want to put some resources out there to help as many builders and trades-based business owners to overcome the, these common financial challenges that not only affect them, it affects their family, it affects their kids, it affects their team, you know, when there's all of this stress and, and you know, lack of resources. When a business is more financially stable, you can buy all sorts of solutions to problems. So we want to have a major impact on people. So please share this. And if you've got any questions, jump into uh, the comment section and um, and send your questions through and uh, I'll, I'll send them through to Angus so he can prepare some solutions and some answers. And over the next few weeks, uh, we will be answering those questions for you. But please, please share the uh, video. And sharing doesn't mean liking. Sharing is different. It's spelt different and has a different function. So please hit the share button. And in particular, um, if, you, if you know other trades-based business owners that could well do with a bit of a leg up with their financial management philosophy, share and message it directly to them and encourage them to, to jump on this and start asking their own questions. So we can help as many people in the month of April as we possibly can. So Angus, thanks very much for... Uh, for um, speed eating your muffin before we started because uh, you were hungry, hasn't had dinner yet. So, <laughs> no, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll shoot questions through as they come through. <laughs> well, I think when I was talking about the ute, there's a couple of uh, comments that came through that, um, oh, for, for one, one uh, Wayno has said to you, the demons are gone. <laughs> so he's a bit of a football expert after round two he knows exactly what's going on <laughs> um and lee said uh, when we we're talking about the ute she really did need that bmw though that was a, an interesting story and, and that's something that we'll talk about you know in future conversations that sometimes we just need to clear the decks with debt and unnecessary expense to get us back to a level playing field to really have a red-hot go at implementing profit first. So I hope that's been helpful, folks. Thank you, Angus, once again. Cheers, Cheers mate. See you, everyone. And uh, we shall be back with another Builders Problem Solved Profit First uh, edition for, for all of April. So I think there'll be four editions of Profit First. So please ask all your questions and... Uh, we will endeavour to answer them for you. So thanks for joining us and uh, we'll see you again next week. Bye for now. <music>